We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. Let the nuts hang. Let the fucker fly, man. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. Whatever 50-year-old white man's out here doing a gritty that night, you know? Whatever. But no, I'm serious. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. There's Dabo doing the gritty. I say right foot creep. Cheers, boys. Of the Field of 12 after dark. That's right. We are less than 24 hours away from bowl games. Postseason football is here. And we have to announce our Field of 12 All-American teams live tonight. We will be unveiling them here on this very show. I am joined by two of the best in the business tonight. We've got Michael Felder. We've got Clint Sterner. My name is Greg Waddell. As always, you can listen to us on the SiriusXM app. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, click subscribe. Go ahead and jump in the comments section. Tell us where we went wrong on these teams that we spent so much or time don't. slaving over the committee. <laughs> I mean, the committee put hours of work into this is what I've been told Felder. Uh, I can't wait quite frankly, to talk through all of the details, the good stuff with you two gentlemen. Uh, let's start as always with our toast of the night boys. Cause it's been a while since I've seen both of your friendly faces yeah. and uh, you know, the season it's not over. It's far from over. We still have a lot to unpack here, but there's a lot of different ways that you could go with a toast at this point as we're transitioning from regular season football to postseason football. Felder, we'll throw it to you here. Uh, what, what do you want to go for your toast here? I'm going to do this. This is a guy that I'm not, I have never been a huge fan of, but it really stinks, you know, and you know where I'm going, Clint, and you know where I'm going, Greg, and uh, Mike Leach, like, I'll toast to him passing away and so let's pour one out for him right by the way felder that is um i don't know if it's true or not but the mississippi state helmet that's that's uh circulating right now with the pirate flag on it Mm -hmm. in the mississippi state colors 
if Mississippi State actually puts that logo on their helmet and plays in Tampa Bay's stadium with that big pirate ship at the end of end of the the field, yeah. I mean, you you couldn't you couldn't do any better, man. I mean, yeah. the, the the opportunity that college football is going to have to uh, honor. Mike Leach is going to be absolutely tremendous, man. I mean, the, the logo that I'm seeing, and, and and I didn't even realize that game. I didn't even think about it, you know, until I got into a conversation with somebody about the the fact that they were playing that in in Tampa Bay Stadium with that with those cannons going off and that yeah. in that pirate ship. That's that's going to be cool as hell, man. Um, I tell you, I'm gonna go with. Barry Odom to UNLV. Little Arkansas tie right there. I appreciate Barry Odom staying at Arkansas until he got a head job and not bouncing for a bigger DC job. But I'm gonna no. go ahead and take it one step further for him to go out there and get another guy with Arkansas ties who who broke my damn heart. From be honest with you, I'd like to kick him square in his ass, Bobby <laughs> Petrino. But but he went out there and hired one of the best offensive minds in college football. I thought Jimbo Fisher should have went after him at A and M. But here's to Barry Odom getting that UNLV gig, and here's to Barry Odom going and getting uh, Bobby Petrino as well. That's big time. UNLV, they're going to be a better football team sooner rather than later. And hell, yeah. who knows what could be down the road for those with, with those two guys calling the shots? Dude, they Jeez, listen. Barry. They're going to have a lot of fun in Las Vegas, baby. Come on, man. <laughs> it's a dangerous place to have fun at, Felder. That's what I've been told. So <laughs> I've been told. I don't know. Uh, all right, I. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go the sentimental route here, boys. Although not uh not the sentimental route that Felder did, which I am here for. We cannot get enough Mike Leach conversation and memories this week. Clearly, um, but this has been a great season for us at the Field of Twelve. There's two guys behind the scenes that deserve a shout out, deserve some love, and they put a lot of effort into this very show, particularly tonight. That would be Dagan. That would be Trevor the greatest producers in the business. They make this network run. They've been doing this since September. They're going to do it through the end of March for basketball season as well. There's nobody better. So cheers to Trevor. And yes, that, that dude, that dude, Dagan and Tricky Trev. Hey, crank up the neons and let's shake something, Tricky Trev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Tricky nice. Trev, Tricky Trev well was done. upside down pre-show. We don't know what happened there, but all of a sudden he was upside down. Just a Tricky Trev. Hey. Hey, hey, G, when you got neons flashing in the background, baby, and Illinois is having the kind of season they're having, hell, he, he can start a show upside down. Who gives a damn? Pull it, hey, pull it up for 50 cent and hang us from the roof on one of them pull-up bars. Let's get it, baby. Nothing wrong with that. I and love Clint, it. Just so you know, Clint, I got some dirty water here in your honor tonight. So let's have <laughs> Yeah, on, as well as you should. As well as you should. Get some of that cloudy shit, baby. I got yeah, I got a little uh, I got a little tequila going on right here. A little tequila going on for y'all. That a boy. All right, let's get to this. What, how this is going to work? Because this is a an unorthodox show for us. What, hey, wait, what's that. wrong with Felder, man? What's going? What the hell happened over here? I just I listen. I'm like you said. I got some dirty water, and I said <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. I've learned some things, okay? I've come a long way in the three months since I've gotten to do these shows with the yeah, team. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm a changed man. Clint, Clint, we are bringing Greg with us. Hey, that's right. That's right, baby. It's contagious. Bring in SG. Let's ride. 
Let's ride. All right. So, like I said, unorthodox show for us. This is not the normal uh, after dark where we're breaking down games, where we're talking previews for next week. You'll certainly get more of that throughout bowl season and as we approach the college football playoff. But obviously tonight it's our All-American show. We are unveiling our first team and we are unveiling our second team, how we have chosen to do this. We're going to go position group by position group. So for the skill guys offensively, uh, you know, we'll go quarterback into running back into wide receiver into tight ends and offensive line defensively. Same thing. We'll start with the line. We'll work our way into the secondary. We will unveil the first team award recipient. We will unveil the second team award recipient at the same time. And then the wheels are off. Because I know from pre-show that these two have some thoughts about exactly what these awards look like. And I can't wait to hear it all. So let's start with the quarterback position. Our first team, Field of 12 All-American. None other than the Heisman winner himself, Caleb Williams. Our second team, quarterback, TCU's Max Duggan. Couple other guys invited to the Heisman ceremony. Did not make our first or second team list. Felder, let's throw it your way. Do you agree with the way we stack rank these quarterbacks? Throw it to Clint. He's the quarterback. You tell me, dog. Yeah, no, look, I I love I love the these two guys, you know, being represented on our on our uh, on our big board here, man. I mean, I I think when you when you look at the way the season unfolded, I I think Caleb Williams was a runaway Heisman. Uh, even though he lost twice to you, uh, Utah, I, I think when you watch when you watch the the, uh, the the USC team play, I mean, there's no doubt about it that Caleb Williams is putting his team on his back, and they're going to go as Caleb Williams goes. There's no doubt about it. There's there's no uh, you know plugging another player in behind Caleb Williams if he gets hurt, or maybe even next year, and you see in the same USC product. Um, there's no doubt when you look at at Caleb Williams. Um, you know, when you talk about just quarterback play as a whole, I, I think one of the things I love about quarterback play right now is how the quarterback position is being likened to the point guard position. Yes. I absolutely, I absolutely Incredible love that, diversity. man. Oh, I, I love it, man. I, I just, I, I mean, just my quarterback eye, which is better than most, if I, if I might, if I might add, my quarterback eye. I just, there's a lot of things I, I hear and haven't played. I'm like. Get that shit out of here. That don't even make sense. What the hell are you talking about? You know, when right. you hear point guard and you watch how the top quarterbacks are playing at the at the NFL level and how the top quarterbacks are playing at the college level, the ones that have the ability to do it, not everybody does and not everybody should, but the ones that have the ability to do it are are, are they're unicorns. They're, yeah. they're, there's, there's a handful of them. And the fact of the matter is, Caleb Williams is the unicorn of all unicorns in terms of how the position's being played, and he's carrying his football team. I love him in that number one seed right there, G. I I I I think that I I think I would have put Bryce Young or um, CJ Stroud maybe above him. Obviously, because we're talking about I'm thinking about the next level, but at the same time, when you look at Caleb Williams, what he's doing is. He is. He's he's Chris Paul, right? He's Chris yeah. Paul. He's out there. He's distributing. He's giving it out there. And then every time he needs to get to the cup, guess what? A little dribble drive. And this is right in Greg's wheelhouse. A little dribble drive. And guess what? Boom. He hits it off the square. That's going in the bucket, baby. And he can do that for himself. 
And the other part, and I love that, honestly, I love that we have Max Duggan at two. Because Max, you want to talk about a guy that bled, sweat, cried for his team. What he was able to do in that Big 12 championship game, I don't know that we we would get that from Bryce Young. I don't know that we would get that from C.J. Stroud. And that's not a knock on them. It's more of pushing him up. Because what Max Duggan did in that Big 12 championship game, this dude, they were losing. They were going to lose this game. And he just decided, no, not today, not me. And I know they lost, but what he did, and Clint, tell me this. Tell me if I'm wrong. But this dude, he said, no, I'm not. We won't lose because of me. No, look, there ain't no doubt, baby. Look, when you talk about the Big 12 championship game, to me, that that's right there when Max Duggan took a huge leap up the board yeah. in terms of, like, your quarterback rankings. At the time, we were talking about the Heisman Trophy, right? Yeah. I thought Max Duggan should get a, um, a courtesy invite to the Heisman Trophy. That's yeah. what I thought. Hey, man, let the dude go. What he did is a, it's a good story. Is when I watched that, him in the Big 12. game happen? Boss. game happen? When I watched him in the Big 12 championship, it went to a whole nother level. The biggest game of the year, the biggest moment. This dude puts him on their back in a major, major way. And the only thing that held him back, and I'm not being critical of the play call, is the fact that they didn't put it in his hands the last two plays, right? But but here's 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 why I love Max Duggan. I think there's something there that we no matter how the game is played, guys, I think there's something there when a guy his intangibles are as good, if not better, than his tangibles. Yeah. There's something there about the guy that comes out, never panics, and adjusts at halftime and comes out and his team takes a lead or separates, yeah. right? Yeah. I want that – to me, that guy's a lot better than the front runner that's always got the lead and he ends up winning 11 or 12 ball games, right? Right. And that's then the difference you- between him and C.J. Stroud. No question. And then and then when you look at how he finished the season, it's Max Duggan, no question about it. Now, if we're talking about the point guard stuff again, then Bryce Young needs to yeah. be in the conversation. That's I can't put Bryce Young there. I can't put Bryce Young there. They lost two ball games and then he missed two, two and a half ball games throughout the year that that I just think no no SEC championship. Missed a couple of games. Uh yeah. Um, and and I think that's just that's too much, too much of not enough to be in this conversation with these guys. I get it. I I dig that. I I the big thing for me, I just think that Bryce Young, he's played for an NFL like going to the next level. Give me Bryce Young, no question. I want him. Yeah. Uh, but, also, just 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 to reset and add some some color to this conversation, right? Uh, Bryce Young not even on our final list of nominees for this quarterback spot the the four that did that's not that's a get named, problem though the, the four <laughs> that did not get to the name to the first or second team Stetson Bennett CJ Stroud Hendon Hooker Michael Penix Jr. also Felder just to to add I like your Chris Paul comparison with Caleb Williams and you guys might tell me to shut up after this for the rest of the show but I, w- one reason I like it he lost before he got to the final round Felder that's a yeah. Chris Paul thing his whole career that's a Caleb Williams <laughs> thing this year I'm just yeah. saying 
<laughs> that's I mean consistently right. Like Chris Paul is he just he he can't get over the hump. So seriously though, does that matter? Because I'm watching the Heisman ceremony this last. Well, CJ Stroud's got to deal with it too. Right, but at the very least, right, you're looking at and Stroud backdoored his way in, but you're looking at the other three guys at the Heisman ceremony. Like even Kayla Williams said in his speech, you get to play in a couple weeks. Yeah. Like how how much should that matter in this conversation of crowning the best quarterback in college football? Clint, go. I think it depends, man. I, like I I think it depends there. You know what program they're with, man. I mean, I, it's a much more complicated conversation than just the wins and loss records and the stats behind it, right? You right. look at C.J. Stroud, and really you look at, at, at Stetson Bennett, them two dudes yeah. are pulling up to hey, – we talked about the candle room, my spot in Dallas back in the day, G. I don't know about if you was with me or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But look here. I mean, Stetson Bennett and C.J. Stroud, them boys pulled up in their daddy's Bentley, if you know what I mean. Yes. They're pulling up with daddy's Bentley, daddy's credit card. They're going home with something. Yes. They're going home with something, and she's gonna be mighty fine if you know what I mean. Now, I get it. Hey, Max Duggan, he pulled up in that old pickup truck he was driving as a senior at that old small town Texas high school, wherever the hell he's from, and he went in there and on sheer want to and swag walked out with a bad one. You know what I mean? Like there's there's just a a, a big. I mean, it's, it's a much more complicated conversation than what's the stats look like. What was the right. win loss record? I. I I'm okay with Bryce. I'm okay with Dagan keep leaving Bryce Young off the list. Like I said, you got injured. You missed two ball games. Your team yep. didn't go to the championship that you game. You, you, I mean, you had some big Heisman moments, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I feel like if we're going to talk about somebody, Hendon Hooker's the one that should have been in New York, and Hendon Hooker's the one that we should be talking about as, man, you know, that's the dude that could possibly be on this list. My fucking man. Let's go. Because yeah, Hendon Hooker, listen, I understand that he's injured, but I I think the question becomes Hendon Hooker versus Will Levis when we talk about the NFL draft. And which one do you want? I think that's what I think that's a real question when it comes to the NFL draft. A healthy Hendon Hooker versus Will Levis, what do we do? That's the question to me. And I know that's not the all-American discussion. So, and and Greg, I know we got to get to the running backs. So let's go to the let's let's do the running backs. Let's do the running backs now. No, it, I I, I want to finish up on this hooker thing if you don't mind, because that was the the final yeah. element I was going to go to to you guys, and you beat me to the punch. Clint was I feel like Hennon Hooker was the story of this season. Yeah. Yes, and I I don't think that changed honestly down the stretch run. Yeah, Tennessee fell out of the picture pretty much coincidentally when he got injured, right? Yes. So it's hard for me to step back and even, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Caleb because I thought he was brilliant. And I'd feel a whole lot different about this if he didn't get hobbled in that final Pac-12 championship game and they were yeah. able to get over the hump against Utah. But to me, it's hard to believe how much Hennon Hooker has fallen out of the conversation right. a little bit by this point. So I, I'm very thankful for the two of you to bring that up on the show. Yeah. Hey, uh, gee, gee, the, here's, here's the thing that's frustrating to me is, is how it was blatantly obvious this year, man, when, when teams fell out of contention for the college football playoffs, yep. mm -hmm. you saw that reflected in the quarterbacks and their, their odds to, to be invited to New York or to win the Heisman and kind of that, the, right. which I think is such bullshit. Right. I mean, I like, 
I understand if you miss half the season, or I understand if you miss two ball games, and it was the two biggest ball games of the year, and and the rest of your resume just doesn't doesn't really give us enough. Okay, but we're talking about a guy in Hendon Hooker that had an unbelievable season. He had taken a program to heights that it hadn't seen since my ass fumbled. If we're being yeah. completely honest, I know. Right? I mean, having a shot at a, at a national championship. By the way, and, can I just can I can I call a timeout? Can I just ask you, how did that fumble go? Is that a serious fucking question, George? Uh, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I just I like I've seen it a million times. And like, what was going through your mind when it happened? It was a sprint, so I, I was I was going to keep the ball, right? I, I was I was. It was designed for me to the same play we ran the the play before, right. and the plan was I had a tight end sneaking across the middle, but that was the last resort. And stay in bounds, keep the clock running. If we get the first down, okay. the ball game's over. So it was a sprint. It wasn't a handoff. Okay. Um, and, and and when I came out, uh, my my right guard got a open. Brandon Burlesworth got opened up, and when he did, we clicked feet. His right foot hit my left foot. Okay, and and it, and it surprised me because I didn't know anybody would be that close to me. And when I went down, instead, my because it surprised me so much, I went down with the ball instead of my empty hand. And uh, that okay. old ground, ground can't cause a fumble didn't save my ass, brother. Listen, I, I, I honestly, this is one of the things. This is that play is a thing that I've thought about oh, so many times in football. Yep, because I've seen, I've seen, like I. It's a unique play, and I've never got a chance to ask you about it, and I just wanted to ask you about it. So hey, thank it's you. part of part of my story, big dog. I love hell. I, I talk about it all the time, man. It changed me. That in the in the the three hundred sixty five days that followed until we played the next year changed my life, man. I don't thank know, you, but whatever that damn play is responsible for a good chunk of it. That's for damn sure. Thank all you. Right. I, I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> Let's right, jump. You. We're we're gonna go to running back now. Uh, all American team. If you're just joining us midway through the show, yes. again we are unveiling our all American teams. We're midway uh, through the show already. Good we, grief! Well, we got we got quite a bit to go here. Let's go. Okay. Uh, fir- first team and second team here. I'll unveil it. First team running backs: Bijan Robinson, Texas, yes. and Blake Corum from Michigan. Second team field of twelve running backs: Chase Brown, Illinois. Dwayne McBride from UAB. Yeah. All right, Felder, your thoughts on this group? Did we get it right? I think we got it right. I think Bijan is is dangerous. He is, and he's playing in a time where Bijan reminds me a lot of Reggie Bush. And Clint, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he reminds me a lot of Reggie Bush. But he's playing in a time now where they know how to use him. So he gets a lot more wheel routes. He gets a lot more flares. He gets a lot more of those, the 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 jet sweep to the wide receiver where he pops that wheel and then he you can hit him in the seam. And he he's gonna be more effective than Reggie Bush. <clears throat> what what Reggie Bush should have been, we get that out of Bijan. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, look, I, I like I like Bijan, and I, I think I see Bijan at the next level being more of an inside guy, though, than most people, Mike. Yeah. If I'm being if I'm being honest, like like there's no question about you don't it. Think like, he's, you don't think he's like an Alvin Kamara guy? No, I think he's got the ability to be whatever the hell he wants to be. Okay. I, I think I think if you're gonna get drafted in the top ten or in the top in the first round. Right. They're going to want you to be a three-down back, and they're going to want you to be more like well, – what's my man's name in Minnesota right now? Uh, um, um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin there you go. That, like More like a Dalvin Cook, three-down. So, let's we, put it we, down. Let's, we got Dalvin Cook. We got Alvin Kamara. We got Saquon Barkley. I Where like that Steve one. Where does John fit into that? I, I really like him with Saquon Barkley. Okay. I, I like him as a heavy between-the-tackles downhill guy. More, now, look, he's got the skill to do it all, so he's going to be, to your point, he's going to he's going to have a chance to be a, um, uh, you know, a, a three-down back that, that right. teams just absolutely lean on big time. But mm-hmm. I just I, – look, I, we got we got some – a lot of – we talk a lot of UT football down here. Yeah. And, and I think the ability to put him out in the slot and have him run routes I think is a good thing from time to time. But I think if you do it too often, you take away from what – is really going to pose a threat to a defense which is downhill between the tackles. So, nonetheless, okay. I, I think B. John Robinson, any way you slice it, whether you think he's he, uh, downhill or, or or more of an Alvin Kamara type, he is on the first team, and I don't think it's I don't think it's yeah. even close. Um, did, did you did you unveil the other ones yet? Gee, I didn't. Blake Corum. Yep, yep, yep. So it was Bijan. We got Blake yep. Corum with him on the first team, and then our second team, Chase it, Brown from Illinois, Dwayne McBride from UAB. This is the Blake Corum one is an interesting one to me, guys, and and, and it's okay. not. And look, here's the thing: is we we're having some we're having some very specific comments about the best players in America here. So so don't I'm not slighting anybody in any way, sure. shape, or form. It's just the reality of the conversation we're having. Like, yeah. does it bother you guys that Blake Corum, after he went down? Edwards goes in there and averages seven and a half yards a damn carry against the best team, one of the best teams in America. I mean, and he's got it. When I look at it, Edwards has got a a good, good sample size, a good body of work. And that dude averaged over seven and a half yards a carry. He's like, in my mind, I don't know how, and I'll ask y'all, I don't know how. But as I'm ranking the best backs in America, like ain't nobody, ain't nobody taking B. John Robinson's place and doing what he did. No, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the hell Chase Brown's backup looks like. But when you, when you're toting that thing 328 times, I'm yeah. gonna guess you ain't got nobody behind you that can yeah. handle that kind of load. You know, Dwayne, Dwayne McBride, seven, seven and a half yards a carry. 
right? Blake Corum's the one for me here, guys, that sticks out, and I go, hmm, should Deuce Vaughn be in that spot? And, dude, you, you brought up Deuce Vaughn. I love that. I love that you brought up that uh, Donna, that, that Edwards came through and just did his thing. And I just, oh, my goodness. Because I think, I think when we go to, what are we, Illinois, right? We go to Illinois and we look at Chase Brown. That reminds me a lot of, and Greg, you'll know this, Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. That's Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Give this guy the ball all the time and he'll do it. But Blake Corum with Donovan Edwards, why don't we just give this guy the ball more? Why don't we just give him the ball more? Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong, but my only pushback from someone who has watched a lot of Michigan football, you know, I'm in the state of Michigan, as you just sure. alluded to, I'm a Michigan State guy. I've seen this team for years. Sure. Uh, my, my pushback would be I don't think that should necessarily take away from Blake Corum. I think your point is fair in the context of arguing. Does, it away does, from him. Right. No, in the context of arguing, does someone belong in the first team over him? I, I'm here for it. What my, if you my just pushback gave the guy be, that was way better the football more? Well, here's here's my pushback. I think it one, it says a lot about Donovan Edwards, and we're going to see that next year. But two, yes. I think you could have said this exact thing last year. I mean, you had yep. Hassan Haskins go but for that's, five, five but touchdowns that's, against Ohio State. But that said, give the ball to Blake Corum more. But that's the thing with Michigan that I find to be a problem is they want, and it's the same thing with Georgia too. Georgia and Michigan, they have the same problem. They don't want they 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 want these guys to earn something, right? Am I wrong, Clint? No, I mean I don't know exactly where you're going with it, but here's, Mike, here's, but... here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. They want they don't want the younger guys to be the star. It, they so have the luxury; they don't have to. Right, they don't have to. But George Pickens, we're watching him in the NFL right now, and this guy's making plays. George Pickens couldn't be a starter at Georgia until the last two games of the of the season because Kirby Smart was like, you have to earn it. We're watching Donovan Edwards right now. He can't be a guy or dude for them because they want him to earn it. We're watching the same thing happen with Darnell Washington at Georgia. This guy's the same size as LeBron James. Why is he not getting the ball more? Yeah, look, look, I, I, look. I mean, I, there's. I, I think. I think when we talk about Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards, and we talk about the running backs at Georgia, the running backs at Alabama, the the running yep. backs at Ohio State, it's the same problem you have. Like the same problem that CJ Stroud has. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can you can take any of those guys out of the lineup, and the next one you plug in is going to be as good, if not better. Right. And, and if if he has the same skill set, he's going to look like you just changed his damn name and number and plugged yep. him in. Right. Yeah. And so that's the problem with this conversation is how much of it should lean on hey, Michigan's got one of the best offensive lines in the country. Yes, hey, Georgia, Georgia's Absolutely. got them dudes up front. Hey, Ohio State's the most gifted team in America, right? Okay, yeah. well, that's why for me, I look at it, I go, okay, and I'm not saying I like Blake Corum. Look, I I like Blake Corum. I think Blake Corum is good. I think he is good and fine. I do like, but I think Blake Corum fits into the same bucket as Kenny McIntosh 
and Kendall Milton from Georgia. Like, I don't think there's a huge difference between them. Is that crazy? No, 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 no. Look, I, I mean, I don't I, – I, it's like, I mean, you can name 10 of them that, that are, have similar skill sets when you talk about the best running backs in the country. I just – to me, it's one of those where – I have a little maybe it's maybe it's where I was how I was raised maybe it's where I'm from G okay. you know what I mean I got I got a little something for the dude that 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 I don't know what his nickname is but damn it could be Mighty Mouse you know what I mean Deuce yeah Deuce Vaughn again you I lose Deuce, Deuce Vaughn, Vaughn at K State you pull Deuce Vaughn out of that lineup that team ain't the same that team ain't winning the Big Twelve championship absolutely not I Deuce. just I just don't believe they are so. Uh, to no, me, we agree. We agree. Yeah, I would that's... put Deuce Vaughn in here instead of Blake Corum. I would put him in there instead of Blake Corum. I love Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he is a monster. And Agreed. watching and watching him run that seam route. Come on, baby. Yeah, cut him up. Yeah, a couple, couple other guys that uh, were on our nominee list that did not make the teams, not Deuce Vaughn. Zach Charbonnet, another guy who was once in the Michigan running mm-hmm. back room for UCLA. Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota had a great I love year. him. Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss. Israel Abanaconda from Pitt rounds yeah. out our running back room Big here. Boy. All right. Let's uh, – Deuce, Wait, Deuce, what, Deuce was on your first out list, right? He was not a nominee from our All-Americans. He was not a Dagan. final a finalist is probably the correct word, Clint, not a nominee. Clint, you got to talk to you got to talk to Dagan. <laughs> no, I thought I saw that on the rundown. My bad. I, I thought I saw I, in fact I know I did. But go ahead, that's okay. Hey, I am reading off a list right now, but the list may have changed. There is dirty water that's steadily decreasing in my cup right <laughs> Come now. Come on, baby. That would not be the first time, Clear. All right, let's go to wide receivers. We are about halfway through the show. Did we do tight ends uh, yet? We're, we're getting to tight ends. We'll do <laughs> we'll do wide receivers, then we'll lump in tight ends and offensive line together, and then I think we'll get to defense. And uh, unfortunately for Felder, we might be a little quicker on the defense. I know. Listen, I'll go game. quick. Don't worry. W- wide receivers, our first team All-Americans, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio yeah. State. Uh-huh. Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee, uh-huh. Tank Dell from Houston. Those are uh-huh. your first team field of 12 wide receivers. Your second team field of 12 wide receivers, Charlie Jones from Purdue, uh-huh. Rishi Rice from SMU, uh-huh. and Keelan Stokes from Tulsa. Nominees that did not make the first or second team, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State and Zay Flowers from Boston College, Clint. What problems wow. do you have with this group, if any? Yeah, wow. man, these are look. I, I I think I think you got. To me, I I'm here in Houston. I like Tank Dale. Um, I, I think the league is the league is changing and accepting of uh, uh, smaller receivers and finding a way to use those guys. So I think when you look at Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Tank Dale, for me, I ain't got one. I ain't got one problem. With that group right there, um, again, I, I've, I've watched a little bit, probably a little bit more than most folks of Tank Dale, and I've seen him play, and and, and I really, really, really like him. He's good. Um, He's very so, good. You know, I don't know. I'm good with them top three. G. Felder, I want to get Zay Flowers in there somehow. He's good. He's scary. Like he's he's somebody's going to pick him in the second round of the draft and. He's going to be a problem. Like, he's going to be a nightmare to cover. 
That's all I'm saying. Like, I just, I love Zay. Zay is, this is a guy that's willing to sacrifice his body. He's willing to go out there and make a play. I love Zay Flowers. Yeah. I, uh, my, my gut feel after hearing these finalists for us and who made the first and second team here, this felt like a pretty deep wide receiver year. There are some names that didn't make our finalist list to me it's, that, uh, the thing is, discussion. the thing is, it's, 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 it's a deep wide receiver draft. It's a deep class of wide receivers, but it's not, I don't think we have someone that's at the top, top. I don't think anybody's going to be Randy Moss. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's going to be Calvin no, like ne- next level. I I totally agree. You yeah. you know what's you know what's wild though, guys? Is I was just looking through this list, yeah. man. The the fact that Addison, yeah, was the Belichick Award winner, goes to USC, has the Heisman Trophy quarterback, and they win a well, they win eleven or twelve, eleven and two, 11, 11 games. And he ain't even on the he ain't even on the you missed yeah. out group. I mean that's and look I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying in the big picture, yeah. here's a guy that got paid a boatload of money was it's slotted as the USC. number one. Rec- look at, at we ain't even talking about the 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 Butte kid out of LSU. Yeah, I mean there's just so many guys that when the season started we were like nope that's the best one nope that's the best one. We didn't hey they ain't even in the conversation. We didn't talk about Quentin. Quentin, Quentin Johnson, what? Xavier Worthy from Texas, Downs Quentin from North Johnston, Carolina. Quentin Johnston, I would put – I do I do have qualms with Quentin Johnston not being on the list because I think Quentin Johnston is wide receiver one. I, I agree with that. I, I, I had a problem. I had a problem until I looked at, like, what the dudes above him and what the dudes on the list, sure. who they are, what they did. You look at it, man – yeah, but I'm going to tell you what. If we're talking NFL, I agree with you. 6 220? Yeah. <laughs> if can, can do what we saw him do, get the hell yeah. out of here, man. Listen, yeah. as a guy that played defensive back, I don't want to cover him. I don't <laughs> want to. No, nah, ain't nobody wants to cover him, boss. <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I think in summary here, I think all three of us feel pretty damn good about the first team. There's a lot of wide receivers. But there's, I mean, there's 10, 15 guys that I think you could make arguments for yeah. in that second team group where we settled on Charlie Jones, Rishi Rice, Keelan Stokes. By the way, Charlie Jones, what a monster, dude. Just the yeah. guy that just catches everything. Most receptions of any of our nominees. What is he, the next, he's the next Hunter Renfro? I could believe it. Not he's- just not just because he's white. Just like Yeah. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with white boy, Charlie. You have one we look. It, look, if he wants to be the next Hunter Renfro, that's okay. He can be what's that little what's that little fella's name that played at SMU that was the Cowboy Beasley? He can be little Beasley too. Look, little, little Edwin, white boy Charlie went out there and did his damn thing. Look here. I mean, I mean, you ain't kidding, man. The most receptions and the most yards. Yeah, he just does it. He's a killer. The dude's a killer. Yeah, he is. Right, who right, would have right. thought? Who would have thought that G six foot, 180 pounds from Deerfield? Little white fella went out there and went for the most touch. I mean, the most yards and the most catches. Get the hell out of here. I see you, Charlie. Do your thing, baby. Yeah. uh, Just to be clear with Charlie (laughs) Jones, he is formally sitting out Purdue's bowl game officially as our Aiden O'Connell. Get that money. So get that money, baby. We got no problem with that here at the field of 12. Let's move to – Just in case, G, real quick, just in case if y'all wondering, good tequila right here. Fortaleza. 
Fortaleza Reposado, if you're looking for a good price point, really solid tequila. Oh, you want a turkey? You, hey, you can drink with my daddy. Damn. Damn. Hey, Mike can drink with my pops. Wild turkey? Are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. Out of a leather flask? Damn, mm-hmm. you watching Yellowstone or what? <laughs> Listen, my wife watches Yellowstone. I, I, I stand in the background. <laughs> All right, let's let's move. I just jotted notes down, by the way, Clint, as you uh, – as you so kindly explained what good tequila is to me. Don't worry. I've got a note on that. We'll head to the store before the weekend. Come on. Uh, let, let's, let's move to our offensive line and we're going to lump in tight ends with this group. So we'll actually okay. start. We'll actually start with our tight ends here. First team field of 12 tight end, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Second team field of 12 tight end, Brock Bowers. Wait, you- wait, no, I think you got it backwards. You got it backwards. Did I flip him? Yeah, you flipped them. Dagan, they're color-coded different in this sheet. God damn it. I, I flipped them. Brock Bowers is the first-team tight end. Michael Mayer is the second-team tight end. And now I am very concerned of looking in the wrong sheet. But we're moving to offensive linemen next. Uh, I hope that these are color-coded correctly. I think they are. I'm going to fly through them. All right, what do you got? At, at center, Olu Oluwatimi from Michigan. Yes, Four other good. offensive linemen. Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Peter uh-huh. Skaronsky from Northwestern. Yes. Dewan Jones from Ohio State. Cooper Beebe from Kansas State. Our second team offensive linemen. We've got Brett Nealon from USC at center. Osiris Torrance from Florida. Blake Freeland from BYU. Harris Johnson Jr., Ohio State. And Broderick Jones from Georgia. Felder, coming back to you here. Uh, let's start with tight end. Let's lock in there. Bowers, first team tight end. Mayor, second team tight end. Do you agree with that order, that stack ranking? I'm mayor over Bowers. I am mayor over Bowers, but it's negligible. I also am going to say, if we're going to go offensive line, I think Broderick Jones belongs on the front lines, baby. This is a fact. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clint, what you got? I, I like Mayer as uh, as the the first team tight end as well, and I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and and, uh, and, and trip y'all out on this. I, I like Dalton Kincaid as the second team as the second team tight end. Dude, I love Dalton Kincaid. You know what's I mean, crazy is Keithy. Keithy got hurt for Utah. Yeah, I think Keithy's better than Kincaid. Man, I, I don't, look, I, here, here's where I'm at with it. I, I, look, I, I think I think Mayer is a better all-around tight end. Yes. Um, I don't know how that transitions to the to the NFL. I think those those days may have changed. The old Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson days of them, yes. those guys getting getting blown up and and then and then not producing as much in the league or maybe not being as valuable in the league as they once were. Um, I don't think they're the same as those Iowa guys, though. I don't think that Mayer, I don't think Kincaid, I don't think Keithy, I don't think those are the same as the as as like those guys coming out of Iowa. Well, I no, I, I mean, I, look, I, I'm, I'm just talking about Mayer to me is more of a hand in the dirt, 
that 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 can can pass block as well as as catch right. a rock out of the. Does I mean, he remind, as, does, huh? he not, does he not remind you a lot of Greg Olson? Oof. Uh I mean that's 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 one of the greatest of all time. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying like I'm all I'm saying is he reminds me he's got these Olson capabilities. Does that make more? Well, sense? I mean, that's fair. Uh, to my to my point. To my point, I think he's a three down tight end. I think yes. he can. Get, I think he can put his hand in the dirt. I think he can move people at two sixty or two fifty five, whatever the hell yeah. he is. He's rocked up. He's a big dude. Yes. Um, I think he's a throwback tight end that can do it all, mm-hmm. uh, and he catches the rock. And if you look at what he did against top twenty five opponents this year, thirty one catches, three hundred and fifty yards, yep. and five touchdowns. He produced in the biggest moments for. For Notre Dame, um, yeah. and so I, I personally would go Mayer one, yeah, and I would go Kincaid two simply because I, I saw Kincaid take, I saw him take over in a huge game, the biggest game of the regular season in, in the Pac-12. He took over and went for two hundred plus and dominated. Yeah. They don't win that ball game if Kincaid ain't the dude. If, if Kincaid ain't on the field. The point blank, they That's don't want Utah doesn't beat USC in the regular season if Kincaid ain't on ain't on the field. And I believe that Kincaid is a guy that is more suited to 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 transition to the NFL. I, look, I don't I know that doesn't have a whole lot to do with our list here. I'm just telling it's you what fine. I think. And and here's here's what I love about Kincaid. I gave you Mayor's number against top twenty five. Yeah. Kincaid, right, give it, give it thirty five catches, four hundred and forty yards. Let's One go. touchdown. Didn't get in the end zone, but produced his ass off now. You know what um, he did? He put them in position to score. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I would I would go those two. I'd go Mayor one, Kincaid two. I would go Bowers three. I like Bowers, but I don't know how many games he carried Georgia. You know, we right. get – and, look, I was excited about the 77-yard touchdown run, too. That's sexy, man. Tight end. Looks in good. Bro, he didn't even rush for 100 yards on the season. Let's pump the brakes on talking about this dude being a weapon in the run game. Impressive. Great for the highlight reel. 77 yards in one play, and I really, I don't think he cracked 90, if I'm being honest. I'm, so so I, let's – let, there you go, I'm, 93. Let's, here's what I'm going to say. They got Darnell Washington on that team, too. Yeah, and he's six foot seven and he weighs 270 pounds. And he he made Henry Toto look like a little boy. Yeah. So yeah. I like I think Darnell, I think that Brock Bowers is Stetson Bennett's favorite person to throw the football to. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between your favorite person to throw it to and the best player. Yeah, that's fair. Bowers, uh, at one point early in the season, I think it was about week four, was on our way too early Heisman rankings. Yeah. I think we had him all the way up to third as best player in the country type stuff. Uh, as you alluded to, that started to fall off at a certain point. What do you got, I, Felder? Can I, can, I, can I ask Clint this? So we have we're the offensive line. I know we got to go quick through the offensive line to get to the defensive side of things. But would you ever would you rather have an offensive lineman that's a pure technician, a guy that's a bruiser, or a guy that's kind of a blend of the two? Because we and Greg, you already mentioned the offensive lineman, right? You mentioned yep. Skaronsky. We got Dewan Jones. We got Broderick. 
uh, we got Broderick Jones, and then we have Paris Johnson. What would you rather have, Clint? Well, let, let me let me to, to clarify. Are you asking me if I would rather have one that's an elite run blocker, an elite one that's an elite pass blocker, or one that's middle of the road in both? Yes, yes. The the, the, the elite pass blocker. I, okay. I I just that's one thing. Like when I when I look at what's going on in the NFL, I talk a lot of we're talking a lot about air raid this week because of Mike Leach, but. You know, these air raid offenses and throwing the ball, and 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 at, at, I know the air raids changed and they run the ball a little bit more now with the quarterbacks and running. I get it. But back in the day, it was one of those where they weren't physical enough and it, all they do is pass block and all they do is play with tempo. Right. And I think that's that that has flipped, right? I think the air raid now is is more of an advantage because you got guys that – 45 snaps plus a game in a three-year or four-year oh, career pass were pass setting. And if, they, if they're if they built the right way with the right skill set and now they have the experience, give me that guy all day long. Let's be honest. Be honest, Felder. How many guys, how many guys in the NFL, I watch one of them every week. I watch the best in the NFL every week right here in Houston. It's about the only good thing worth watching with the Texans. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil. How many how many tackles in the NFL do you watch and you go, shit, that dude is physical. That dude right there is moving, folks. Yeah. They, they, they don't. I will tell don't. you. They, Laramie, they, don't. they don't need to. They don't, you don't Laramie Tunsil is going I mean, to be I'm, he's not gonna be a pro bowler, bro. He's gonna be an all pro. He's gonna be a top two tackle in the league this year. And he ain't I mean, want he don't he don't want to decleat nobody. He don't want to pancake nobody. He wants to. He wants to make. He wants to make Michael Parsons a non-factor in a ball game for four quarters, like he did last week. I just all I'm saying is, I listen. I watch Clemson play a lot. Yeah, and Clemson, a lot of Clemson is just shielding. That that's football now, but yeah, yeah. You you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, they they're being coached to do that shit. They don't move bodies. Right. They shield. They shield. Yep. And so that's why that's why I wanted to ask you, um, Greg. I'm gonna listen. I I took over for a second. I feel bad. <laughs> You're good, Doc. You're good. Listen, you and I have done enough of this. We know how this works, uh, and it's all, right. all good stuff. Honestly, it's all good stuff. So let's just reset the offensive field of twelve all Americans. I'm gonna run through the first team collectively, and then I'm gonna run through the second team, and then we'll do defense. First team field Woo! of twelve all Americans again. Quarterback Caleb Williams. Running backs, B. John Robinson, Blake Corum. Wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jalen Hyatt, Tank Dell. Tight end, Brock Bowers. Center, Olu Oluwatimi. Offensive mm -hmm. lineman, Joe Alt, Peter Skaronsky, Dewan Jones, Cooper Beebe. The second team, field of 12 All-Americans. Quarterback, Max Duggan. Running backs, Chase Brown, Dwayne McBride. Wide receivers, Charlie Jones. Rasheed Rice, Keelan Stokes, tight end, Michael Mayer, center, Brett Nealon, offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance, Blake Freeland, Paris Johnson Jr., and Broderick Jones. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move to defense. Yes. And we will start with our defensive linemen. We're going to lump defensive ends, defensive tackles together here. First team, Will Anderson from Alabama, Thule Tui Pelotu from USC, mm -hmm. Jalen Carter from Georgia, Jonah Tavai from San Diego State. Ooh. The second team, 
Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Oh. Ayatau Latu from UCLA. Jerzon Newton from Illinois. And Kalijah Cansey from Pitt. Felder, do you like this group? I like the group. You know what? I, I think if this is your six-man rotation, you're in business. That's the reality, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, no, no. You're, you're so you're so right. It's funnier than shit. <laughs> but I just, I just, I think the the biggest question, especially when we come when it comes to the NFL draft, is do you take Will Anderson or do you take Jalen Carter? What do you do? Yeah, I'm I'm going to tell you, I, look, I'm going to answer your question, big dog. I don't know if yeah. you were asking me or not, but but you go take Jalen Carter 10 out of 10. Okay, listen, my man, that's what yeah. I would do too. You got one guy that can play from a five to a one. And then you got another guy who plays a five to, what does he play, five to a nine? Basically. Yeah. Yeah, he can stand up. I mean, he's he he. I mean, he's as much of a hybrid as as he as he is an edge rusher. He's I mean, built like a wasp. Have you seen his body? <laughs> he's got that. Who, Will Anderson? Will Anderson? Yeah, that little waist. I mean, he ain't he ain't but two forty. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's more of a hybrid. <laughs> he's more of a hybrid type um, edge rusher. I mean, he can yeah. stand up. He can play in a three four. He can play in a four three. He's a Look, I I really like Will Anderson. Here's, I love here's him. we all love him. I, I got I got I got two things for you. Yes, give them to me. I, I just think when you talk about and both of these guys on the first team, so I don't know why we're splitting hairs between the two of them. But but the, here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal is is Jalen Carter. When you can push a pocket from inside, yes, we we, we know obviously stopping the runs a big part of it. But when you when you can push a pocket from the inside. As a quarterback, you give me nowhere to push up to. Now both of my defensive ends can eat. Now yes. I can't step into my throw. Now I can't see because you cut down mm -hmm. my space between me and the center and guard. Mm -hmm. And so I just think Jalen Carter is the number one player on this list right here, G, that that um, obviously he would have never been left off. But Jalen Carter's the one for me that – He's a that problem. I, oh, it's no question. Um but with that said, Will Anderson, Will Anderson has the ability to take over a ball game. Yes. Like literally take over a ball game and take anybody between the hashes out. If you got a sorry, if you got a sorry ass left tackle or right tackle, he will line up against you and he will eat your lunch all yeah. day. Yeah, it's over. It's yeah. done. You can't yeah. do anything with him. But Jalen Carter has the ability to be like, okay, you do have a good right tackle. Oh, you have a good left tackle, but Jalen Carter can go against your guard, and guess what he's going to do? Eat his lunch. He's – I don't – I'm not going to – it's it's lofty to compare him to Aaron Donald, but I'm saying that he has the ability to be versatile enough inside to create problems for that GCG, right? Yeah. All That's day. the thing that I love about him. Yeah, it's like picking between your two favorite foods. I feel like like you're not going wrong when you when you eat your second favorite food. You're not thinking, "Oh, I wish I was eating." What's my your second one favorite food, Greg? Oh man, that, this is gonna expose me, Felder. I'm a pretty picky eater. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I'd probably I probably have to go just like pizza. Pizza? pizza yeah, guy. I love pizza too, man. Are you kidding me? I was gonna say my first favorite food is hamburgers. 
We're we're not gonna tell them we're from Dago. We don't give it, you, we don't give out free ads on this. What program. do you do? It's like, you like what, what are you like, Papa John's? Oh, worse than that. Much worse than that, my friend. Domino's? Listen, listen, if you haven't had a Sabaro pizza in the Sabaro? last months, get out of here. Get out of here, brother. Get out of here. I will drive out of my way two hours to get a slice of New York. <laughs> from Sabaro? My friend from Sabaro. Yes, Whoa. you heard me correct. <laughs> and that's listen, all I'm trying to say, Jalen Carter, Sabaro. Will Anderson. No, don't disrespect him like that. I don't know, dog. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no. Jalen Carter, at the minimum, Jalen Carter, with respect to pizza, he's at least famous original Rays. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, <laughs> God, are we off the rails? Maybe this is not the direction I thought we. All right, what have, else we got? Hey, let's go. Let's yeah. The let's linebackers. Move. I'm not. I'm not super impressed with the linebackers this year. Well, let's let's get to them. Here's our list. Here's our first team field of twelve All American linebackers. We got Jack Campbell from Iowa. We got Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati, and we have Cedric Gray, a Tar Heel. I know Felder likes that. No, Second, I don't. Ooh, we'll wait. We'll wait on that second team linebackers. Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State. Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Jackson Mitchell, UConn. Fel Felder, you, you don't like your no. Tar Heel? I don't. I just do it. Did I hear a Razorback in there? Baby? Come on. <laughs> Who do you got? We, yeah. we, oh, we got Drew Sanders. Yeah, Drew Sanders. Yeah, we're claiming him. Hell with Alabama. I just, I'm, I'm not. I don't. The linebackers this shit, like compared to last year's linebackers. These ones don't do anything for me. Like last year, we had N'Kobe Dean. Who on this list of the six guys fits into the mold of N'Kobe Dean? Mm. I mean, N'Kobe Dean was pretty singular one of one, though, right? Like, you're not expecting to see a N'Kobe Dean every year, are you? I'd, I'd like to see one. Sure. What about Devin Lloyd? Okay, so that's two guys. Yeah, still, right. Right? And Trenton Simpson's not even on the list. And I, you know who I really like? I like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Uh, you got, I mean, th those are, that's the list of all the first ones that, uh, that, didn't, that didn't make the list. Yeah, they didn't make the <laughs> I mean, I, look, I... I think you got to your point. I mean, and I think Nicobe Dean is. I know Felder, you're really, really high on Nicobe Dean as, as yes. I mean, he's a good he's a good player. But yeah. I do I do feel like Nicobe Dean is more of a throwback linebacker, right? Um, than 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 like um uh the other the other cat county Utah you mentioned what what um Devin Lloyd like Devin Lloyd is one of those like you know, like Lloyd in, in Indy. Um, yeah. I mean you know what I mean not, not Lloyd. What was the big boy's name with the Colts? Um. That's been hurt all year long. Big long um Leonard. There you go. Is that what you said? Did I say Devin Lloyd or Devin Leonard? No, you said Lloyd, but I I said that I was trying to draw a comparison. Like Lloyd is more like Leonard to me. Right. Like that my point is is Got I it. think Nicobe Dean is more like a couple of these guys than than maybe at first glance. I mean, I think you've got a couple of old throwback, like more compact built linebackers here that that are true, oh, let's say, like true Mike linebackers. About, you're thinking about the guy from Nebraska that got with the Bucks. What's his name? He played for the Bucks, and he was he was a runner, 
Oh, I can't remember his name now. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Leonard, the one that's been out. That the linebacker. That I mean, he's a, there. You go, Darius. Darius. Leonard. Yeah. Oh, oh, from South Carolina State. Yes. Yeah. Him. I don't know where the hell he went to college, but the, the, the he went those to South Carolina two, State. <laughs> I'm saying him and Lloyd from Utah last year are more of your longer, gangly, can run yes. like the wind type of backers. Yes. My absolutely. point. My point is is in response to your your yes. Nakobe Dean point is I think a couple of these guys are more. Built, they're not Nakobe. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're in his. I got it. His, I got it. They're built more like that in terms of a a a more compact, true Mike linebacker, which which I think is actually when they're when they're big time, like a couple of these guys are, and they play well. Mm-hmm. It may not translate to the NFL, but I do think for for the purpose that we're talking about it right now on an All American list. Yeah. Um. I, I think it's. I, I think it's very fitting. Well, do we have our is our guy from Troy on here? No, he was not a finalist. Wow. That's Dagan. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, well, damn, Felder, what do you want? Ten finalists? You want ten linebackers on this son bitch? I want the guy that has the most tackles in the history of college football to be on the fucking list. Yeah. <laughs> you are are He's from oh, Old there Dominion. we go. 179 tackles, Jason okay. Henderson. Jason Henderson. Okay. ODU, baby. Get so are you good. Felder, are you are you bumping Cedric Gray for Jason Henderson on the first team? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm All definitely right. de- Cedric Gray is have you watched UNC play football? Oh yeah. Are you serious? Like, they're not good. Not on defense, they're not. <laughs> no, not at all. Like it's bad. It's bad to watch them. It hurts me. It hurts me like physically to watch them. You got to look through the fog right there. <laughs> I got to look yeah. through the fall. You got to look fog, the fog, like that, that, that the fog, you know, in the mornings. Y'all don't have no fog. Clint, you know what fog no, is. we have, we have big fog. We got big fog. And we got I, big fog. <laughs> and I can tell you this watching UNC play football, watching them play defense, you're like, whoa, what is happening? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move to our defensive backs here. We're approaching an hour. If we go a little over, that's totally fine. But we're going to go to cornerbacks oh, now. Carlton Marshall. Here's our field of 12 first team cornerbacks. Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Radius Hodges Tomlinson from TCU. Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. Our second team field of 12 All-American cornerbacks. Clark Phillips II from Utah. Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Clint? I want to hear Clint's. I want to hear Clint first. I'm going to be honest with you. I I love love the top three. I have no qualms about it. And and, uh, Joey Porter Jr. could be one of those up there in the top if if you so chose to do so. so. The the other two, I'm going to tell you, the other two, I, I have not seen play enough to, to – I mean, I know they're obviously good players, but I have not seen play enough, play enough to tell you that they should they should move up or down uh, or, or I should replace them. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Toledo and, uh, and, and Clark Phillips at Utah, I, I haven't – I mean, I know Clark Phillips is, and I've, I've watched him in that, in that big, really big-time USC ball game. But He's really I, good. I haven't studied those guys enough to tell you whether they should or shouldn't be on the list. So, I, Dagan, I, you get a damn pass. You get a pass. I think Clark Phillips is really good. I think he's going to end up being a first round draft pick. Um, I love Joey Porter Jr. I 
Go ahead. Yo. Joey Porter Jr.'s arms are as long as his legs. It's a big it's advantage. In, it's insane. That's a big advantage unless your legs are really short. <laughs> he's got these crazy long arms, and he's he's good. And I listen, I hope the Steelers pick him because you want to talk about legacy. Joey Porter and then Joey Porter's kid playing for the Steelers, that's gonna be yeah, it'd be sick. Amazing. It'd be special. But I um I also think Brian Branch, I think Brian Branch belongs on the first team. He is a guy he's, uh, that, he's on our safety list. He's on our safety list. We'll get to Brian Branch. Okay. So yeah. I I I love I I really love Joey Porter. I think he's so good. Um Clark Phillips is really good. The question for me is Witherspoon is good. By the way, the way that Illinois plays defense. Can we just give a shout out to Bielema? Those those dudes, they hit hard. Like they come down, they come downstairs and they're ready to rock and roll. Like it's I don't I like watching watching Illinois play football is fun. Because, and it's fun for me as a defensive guy, because I see them take those quick drops, and Clint, you'll recognize this, they take those deep drops off the hash, and then they come back down, and they're like, oh, we're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they 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 disguise a lot. Uh, who's the defensive coordinator with Bielema in Illinois? I should know that. I, I, I don't... Uh... That's yeah. right. There you go. Yeah. No, there you go. I mean, there, there you go. Their DC's doing adv- advanced, advanced shit, and and uh, and he's getting paid for it. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, I would love, I would love to praise Brett Bielema, but he blocked me on Twitter, so I can't. So <laughs> my boy, my boy Brett, what'd you do? What'd if you do? Bielema, Bielema ain't gonna look. He ain't gonna block nobody unless you pull some old bullshit. So like, what, well, what did you do? Well, well, Clint, what did maybe- you do? Maybe, may or may not, maybe I came on this very program about three months ago. Maybe one of you was on here with me, and maybe I insinuated insinuated that Brett Bielema should take his talents back to Wisconsin. Maybe I threw that out there. I don't know. Didn't know that Brett Bielema would ever see that. That wasn't with me. What I did know is when he started tweeting some some angry tweets about the officiating in the Big Ten down the stretch of the season, I couldn't see them because I am blocked by Brett Bielemont. Oh, that wasn't me. Wow. Was that Clint? Did I, Clint do that? Yeah, I think I may have been on there. I may have been on that show. <laughs> we may have talked a little bit about my boy Brett. That don't seem like something Brett would block you for, though, G. You sure you didn't get off in that dirty water and, and, and have you? And Twitter machine. You know what happens when this dirty water gets going, Clint. I can't attest to anything that I have done or said on this very show. Uh, listen, let's let's move to safeties. Our first team field of twelve safeties: Cameron Kitchens from Miami, Sidney Brown from Illinois. Couple Illinois defensive backs here, and then our second team: Brian Branch from Alabama, Christopher Smith from Georgia. Felder's looking at me already like, how did Brian Branch not make the first team, right? Yeah, Brian Branch should be first team. And I don't understand how Kitchens makes it from Miami. But the other part, I'll be honest, this is the thing I'm the most interested in is Christopher Smith at Georgia. What does this look like against Ohio State? Am I crazy for that? 
What no, you, you ain't. Hell no, you ain't. What does it look like versus Ohio State? Yeah. Them big boys up front we've been talking about, they're going – I got I to gotta believe if C.J. Stroud sits back there and, and, and Cadillacing with about five yards of space in that pocket, nice and comfortable. Yeah. A couple of these, couple of these All-Americans from Georgia, they, they're going to have to – Dagan's going to have to edit this damn list a little bit <laughs> at the end of the day. But I, I got I to gotta believe that Georgia's going to be able to change the game inside that pocket for C.J. Stroud, which – you know who benefits when that happens? DBs. Yeah, Keely Ringo, baby. Who's That's not it? on this list? <laughs> I see where you're going now. My bad. My bad. Hey, I didn't mean to. I, I didn't mean to, that alley oop right there, Dagan. I did not mean to do that. All I'm saying is, I just Christopher Smith watching him get torched by uh, Nussmeyer. He got smoked in the SEC championship game constantly. And it just, I was like, I can't, this guy, I can't do it. He got smoked. It looked yeah, bad. He, he get that, I know one of them, he got smoked. That safety got him. That, that safety's ass didn't get over the top in that coverage. But, but the, the, but he's the, the safety. He's the safety. Right. Okay. My bad. My bad. I thought you talking about the corner. You're not talking about Ringo? No, I'm not talking about Ringo. I'm talking about Christopher Smith. Got you, got you, got you, got He's you. He's the 24, the safety. He's you are correct. His ass didn't get over the top. <laughs> yeah. His ass needed to get over the top. But here, here's 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 what I'll say. Like, I think we've seen this happen before, guys. We 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 saw it happen to to Georgia when yeah. when when Tua came in the ball game and, yes. and the, the play that the play that sent Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, right? That they exactly. they game planned against a quarterback that, that couldn't make that throw, a quarterback that's more about running the football, and then, and then when that one that comes in there, in yeah, when that one that come in there can sling it, lift that lift that ass up a little bit. So yeah. I think that's as much of a game plan as it is as it is the guy not making the play. That's I'll tell the, you that no, now that you brought it up, answer. I, I, I don't mean that. to get off. I don't mean to get off. Uh, get off in the weeds here, uh, G. But all good, all good, baby. You good. Um, my, I, when I'm talking about quarterback play, my eyes don't fool me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why Brian Kelly and LSU. Maybe they are, and I'm missing it. I don't know why they ain't stoked about Nussmeyer. They should be. That kid. I mean, unless Boy. he's just a damn clown off the field. Unless he. I mean, bro. That you don't got one. My man. He don't got one. My man came off the bench. One. Ripping that son of a bitch, man! Come yeah. on, I, like that—that that right there, I was like, "Whoa!" Tell good me, you got one of these right here. Don't no me. question, he's not on our list. I'm sorry, G. Go ahead. No, you are all good. You are all good. Let's. Uh, we're gonna move to Felder's favorite portion of the show in just a moment. I but do I do not want to talk about this, <laughs> and I hate it. I am gonna quickly run through our defensive <laughs> All Americans in case you join the show midway through. Uh, this is the field of twelve first team defensive All American team. Will Anderson, Tuli, Tui Pelotu, Jalen Carter, Jonah Tavai, Jack Campbell, Ivan Pace Jr., Cedric Gray, Devin Witherspoon, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, Emmanuel Forbes, Cameron Kitchens, and Sidney Brown. Let's go to the second team. Isaiah Foskey, Lyotau Latou, Jerzon Newton, Kalijah Cansey, Tommy Eichenberg, Drew Sanders, Jackson Mitchell, Clark Phillips II, Quinion Mitchell, Joey Porter Jr., Brian Branch, and Christopher Smith. No, All go right. ahead and go to the part that I hate. It, it, listen, 
I've never been more excited to say these words and see a, a human being's reaction on the other end of the line. These are the special teams finalists for the 2022 Field of 12 All-American Team. Kickers, first team, Christopher Dunn from NC State. Second team, Joshua Carty from Stanford. Punters, first team, Tory Taylor from Punt U, Iowa. And second team, Bryce Berenger from Michigan State. We had to get a Spartan on there somehow. Return team, kick returner, Jalen Lucas from Indiana. Uh, Lediatric Griffin, I have no idea if I'm saying that one correctly. I apologize for that one. Uh, and I'll be honest, it's not even color-coded for our punt returners, so I'm not sure who our first and second team punt Anthony is. Gold. Anthony Gold? From Oregon State. Are you State. naming that, or is that, do we have that conference? Anthony Gold from Oregon State. It is, Anthony, it is Anthony Gold and Eric uh, Garr. Garr, yeah. Garr from Louisiana. There you have it. Sorry Fel- I mean, Felder, that, we Greg. have to – you're good. Felder, we have to throw to you first. I mean, your your thoughts on our special teams. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care, and um, I hate them. Um, but I will say Michigan State got somebody on the list, which is important. My wife went to Michigan State. You're a Michigan State guy. So I got to give the love there. So here, cheers to Michigan State doing their thing. Cheers. Thank you, Felder. Much appreciated. Clint? Well, here's to Felder changing drinks three times during the show. And uh, i tell you what I got about these special these specialists. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for joining Field of 12 after dark tonight. Yeah. It, was, it was a great episode. My boy G-Dub did a great job. And uh, I'm going to talk to Brett Bielema about uh, unblocking him so he can communicate a little bit with my dude. Please, thank you, Clint. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could all meet up at the candle room sometime this afternoon. Ah, hey, I don't know. Hey, Bielema would be knee deep in that joint for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, I believe it. All right, we appreciate everybody so much for sticking with us through this show and all season long. Stay tuned. We're gonna have a lot of stuff in store as we chase down the college football playoff results in crown a national champion for Michael Felder. For Clint Sterner, my name is Greg Waddell. For producer Dagan, producer Trevor, behind the scenes, we appreciate... The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.